Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations, along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I am so grateful to have you here with me today for this guest episode with my dear friend, Kat Horrocks. She is a incredible mindset coach, and I'm so excited to bring this conversation to you around putting yourself first so that you can manifest a life that you desire. And we're going to talk all about that and go a lot deeper in the conversation. And before I introduce Kat, I want to share with you that we are just a few weeks away from the Emerge Experience, which is a two-day live immersion that I will be hosting to support all of the women in my community who are aspiring healers, coaches, entrepreneurs, and really to support you in emerging as your most authentic and empowered self. So I'll be sharing a little bit more about that today, but the dates are August 20th, August 21st. So if you have been considering joining me, now is the reminder, make sure to go to the link in the show notes and save your spot because it is going to be an epic transformational weekend. All right. So Kat Horrocks is a certified mindset and manifestation coach and founder of Put Yourself First, a podcast and community dedicated to empowering women worldwide to put themselves first and manifest a life even better than their vision board. Based in Manchester, UK and serving women worldwide, Her one-on-one coaching, group programs, membership community, and free content, she is a passionate leader in mindset, goal setting, and personal and business development. And in this conversation, we are talking about getting into your own alignment, prioritizing yourself, and becoming a vibrational match to manifest the relationships, the abundance, and the career that you desire. Kat is someone who, when I first met her, we just had this instant connection and I love her grounded energy, her deep wisdom and her authenticity. So enjoy this conversation and we'll see you on the other side. Hello, Kat. Welcome to the Feminine Frequency. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for having me, love. Yeah, this is so fun because we just had an opportunity to record an episode for your podcast, Put Yourself First. And now we get to create some magic for my community over here. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. And yeah, everyone will have to check out Amy's interview because it was so juicy. Like I'm still letting it all like sink in what we spoke about and your incredible story as well. Mm, Thank you. Yeah. I think that you and I have 
very similar. Well, I know we do. We have very similar energies. We're both like really grounded and really chill. (laughs) And I so appreciate that about you. And yeah, I know that you're doing such incredible work in the world. So I'd love to start by kind of just introducing this concept of putting yourself first. It's the name of your podcast. You're doing a challenge and I want to know where did this, you know, concept come from specifically in, in your own life, you know, what, what inspired you to have this as a main message of the way that you support other women? I love this question. So my first business, I was a bridal makeup artist. So I've always loved working with women. I've always been a girl's girl and I've always love to lift women up and make them feel good and see like their eyes light up and when I came to shift in my career path I discovered coaching and that was like a a very personal full circle moment for me but obviously when you start coaching you're just like (laughs) coach right like you just go in like really open-hearted just wanting to help people it's very like vague you know you don't really have you're still finding your feet with how you work who you work with and what you really help them with and so beginning to work with women because of course I knew I wanted to work with women what I started to realize and think about was how the main problem that clients faced whether it came to them their confidence in their career or growing a business or their relationships or like their personal self-doubt you know imposter syndrome whatever they were dealing with so often it came down to not actually prioritizing themselves in their own life and putting everything else and everyone else above themselves in their priorities on their to-do list you know they were just at the bottom of the pile they never had any time for themselves they never carved out any time for their personal development for self-care to even think about their future and their vision and what they really want from their life. And so Put Yourself First was really born from me seeing how little women were doing that and are still unfortunately doing that five years on. So I feel like until the day I die, I'm going to (laughs) be shouting that message from the rooftops because what I also see on the flip side of that is when women put themselves first, everything else falls into place. Like they smash it in their career. They have amazing, like deep connections with their partners. They, their family are happier and like their family unit is more connected because like happy wife, happy life is a real thing. And everyone in your life gets to benefit from, from you 
like glowing and shining this light because you are doing something you love you know you're living a life that you love you are loving yourself because you are really spending time with yourself so putting yourself first even though we've been conditioned to think that it looks a certain way or it's selfish or it's taking time away from constantly being of service to other people and that's our job as a woman it's actually the opposite putting yourself first is gonna flow into everything else that you care about everyone else that you care about so that's why I do this work because women sometimes don't believe me until they really feel the difference for themselves Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, thank you for for elaborating on that and and going back to your like your life and who you were maybe before you were putting yourself first, before you were spending time on personal development and self-care and really getting to know yourself. Like what was that version of cat like? Yeah, so I have like uh, there's two parts of this for me because for so much of my life, I have actually been able to put myself first. So in terms of self-care and well-being, I've always been taught when you need to rest, you rest. And so that element of it, of really looking out for myself, even if it was disappointing others by like not going to school that day or not doing my homework because I was ill, like my dad in particular was always like, no, if you need to stay off school, you're staying off school. And I think that comes from him. He he experiences like chronic health problems. And so he knows firsthand that if you ignore that, then it's just going to get 10 times worse and it's going to take 10 times longer for you know him to recover. And so I never had a problem putting myself first in that way. However, where I did have a problem with putting myself first was, and we spoke about this in your story as well, like the good girl facade Mm -hmm. (laughs) of like, please everyone, be quiet, like be really nice, don't be too loud, don't be too much, don't upset anyone. And if that means ignoring parts of yourself or hiding them then so be it and so for me where I have learned to put myself first is boundaries is letting go of other people's expectations of who I am and me giving myself permission to to be who I am the main story that always comes up is like when I decided to start my business that was a really hard moment for me because my parents had really encouraged me to be really academic it was very much like okay I'm gonna go to university I'm gonna go to this top university and I'm gonna get a great corporate job and my family will be proud of me and I'll get paid X amount and then I'll get a promotion. And it was like the ladder was laid out 
And one day I was just like, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to university. I actually don't even want a job where I have to sit in an office. Like I want to work for myself. And that was like the ultimate in putting myself first because that's what my intuition was saying. But everyone else around me was like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing this? You're, you know, I think my dad at one point genuinely thought that I was never going to make any money. Like I was going to be, I was going to live a life like where I was constantly struggling and like that generation just have such a, such a, a perspective of, of like the stable job. And so to be able to take on other people's disappointment, to, di- to be able to disappoint other people and still put myself first and say, no, like this is where I'm going. This is what I want to do. That for me has been a big journey. And like still to this day, you know, I still work through things in therapy that always lead back to being a good girl, wanting to be loved, wanting to be accepted, wanting to be the nice girl. In my relationship, it's been wanting to be the cool girl, like wanting to be the laid back girlfriend, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, I was familiar with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So to me, like my personal journey, putting myself first has been the really tough moments where it's like, am I going to please other people or am I going to abandon myself? Mm, that's it right there. And I love this perspective of the depth that we can go with this understanding of what does that actually look like to put yourself first. And even if it's going to disappoint other people, or even if it's not what other people want, it's like, it's your life and living life to try and please other people is not necessarily going to lead you to that happiness and fulfillment and living a life that feels really good to you. And like you said, I think we have so much conditioning around the people pleasing and being a good girl and wanting to be liked and accepted that it actually feels terrifying for us to even imagine disappointing or someone else being upset with us. Right. So I'd like to go a little bit more into that of like, what does that take to really, you know, follow what's true for you and how do you navigate that other people feeling disappointed or not agreeing with you? Like when, when your dad was like, you know, had projecting all of his fears onto you around, you're not going to make any money and how are you going to be successful? And this doesn't make any sense. And then like, you know, how do you receive that, but maybe not internalize it to the point where you actually don't do the things that you want to do? Yeah, I, I hear you. So the answer is I did internalize it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm going to be totally honest. I was, I was 18 years old, you know, I was still like such a baby. I think how I did it anyway is because the pain of abandoning myself would have been worse than the pain that I was experiencing having to, you know, disappoint him. That's how I did it. And of course, 
it's almost hard for me to just say that because other people listening might not be able to it's like in that moment for them it might be flipped you know the pain of disappointing that specific person might feel worse for them so that's just how I did it but in terms of you know from many other points in my life where I've had to disappoint people in order to not disappoint myself how I handle it is really really learning a like nervous system regulation because to be have tools to calm yourself down in those moments is so vital because your body is in this fight or flight response because it feels like you're gonna die you know as women especially like we need community to survive so if we feel like we're being rejected or judged or abandoned like it's bringing up so much in your body so really learning when you're making that decision or telling that person or whatever it is to learn like tools like EFT is one of my go-tos breathing techniques just even like journaling down you know what I'm gonna say how I want to say it before I say all these tools have really helped me over the years with that people pleasing and learning to breathe in that moment and and do it anyway even though the fear is there and I would say like bigger picture learning about nonviolent communication and also how responsible we are for our experience I think when you can learn that every response you have to something is your responsibility then you can then begin understanding that the flip side is true as well because if you say something to me Amy and I'm really triggered and I'm like fuck Amy like how dare she say that she doesn't understand I need to own in that moment that that is my responsibility because that's my projection that's my shit coming up to for me to deal with that's actually not your responsibility because you are just being you and you've said what you've said and I think learning in those moments where you're taking an action that is essentially going against someone else's view of what they think you should do or it's like challenging their values or their belief system in some way knowing that they're gonna if they are triggered or if they're gonna be triggered or have a certain reaction that that's okay because it's their it's also then their responsibility and when you have that distinction of this is where I end and you begin Mm -hmm. you don't end up absorbing and taking on the responsibility of everyone else's reaction to you because Mm -hmm. as people as like recovering people pleasers we do you know we we feel like we're responsible for making everyone happy and that's just an impossible task 
Okay, my love, we're going to take a quick pause from this conversation because I have a very special invitation for you. On August 20th and August 21st, I am hosting a two-day live empowerment event that is called the Emerge Experience. This experience is designed to support you to embody your confidence, to step into your soul calling and emerge as your authentic self. We're going to be moving through some powerful mindset exercises, embodiment practices, energy upgrades, and connecting in community of incredible women from around the world. So this event is for you if you feel like you have been playing small, if you've been stuck, if you've been hiding, and your soul knows that you came here to make an impact and you have just been getting in your own way. This is also for you if you already have a business, but you want to have a bigger impact. You want to be more self-expressed and magnetic, and you feel like there's a next level of confidence that is available for you. To find out more about the Emerge experience, simply scroll down in the show notes and click on the link. You can also come on over to Instagram and find me at Co. Send me a message if you have any questions at all. Okay, let's get back to the show. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because it's so true. You can try and make everyone happy and try and please everyone and be miserable yourself, right? Because you're you're not being your authentic self. But even when you're trying to make everyone else happy, there's always going to be people who disapprove or who judge or who don't get it. And then like you're also going to be judged for being who you really are. And you get to decide like, am I going to stand in my truth and be who I am and be okay with the fact? Like I had to get really comfortable knowing that there were going to be some people who were triggered by me or disappointed by me or who didn't like me. And of course my little girl and my younger self doesn't like the idea of people not liking me because like you said, it feels like I'm going to die. But in time, I think we really get to a place, not that you don't care at all what other people think, because I think that's actually impossible being a human being, but you care less and less or it impacts you less and less. And to the extent where it's like, and this is different than like doing something that, you know, directly harms someone else. Like this is really about, okay, I'm going to do the thing that's right for me. And if it involves someone else, then I can communicate it in a way that is loving and respectful. There was something else that you said. I'm going to see if it it comes back that I wanted to, to highlight. And what I found, and I'm curious to know what your experience has been, is often at first when we start to change or when we start to follow our own path, people don't understand or they resist the change, right? They resist that we are becoming different or they resist the new reality. However, what I have found is that in time, those same people may come back around and actually really be respect, like respect my decision. And not only that, but also be like my biggest cheerleaders and be really proud of me 
for following my truth. And so it's almost like this opposite effect. And that doesn't happen all of the time, but I've, I've seen that happen so much, especially like my parents who, who love me so much. Like I've done a lot of things that are not according to who they thought they wanted me to be not in the sense of like, I'm not a good person, but like who they thought and how they thought my life would look and what was best for me is very different to the path that I've chosen. Very different. And like, they're so proud of me and they're so supportive and like they're, they, they respect what I, what I do and how I show up so authentically. So I'm curious to know from you, if you've experienced that, like that short-term disappointment, then shifting at some point. 100%, 100%. Um, yeah, my dad is like my biggest cheerleader as well in my business. <laughs> My mom as well, like, I would never want to discount my mom because <laughs> she all along was like, well, I don't really get it, but whatever, like, do you? Whereas my dad was the one with a really emotional reaction of like, don't do this, please. And now, like, I mean, when he when he runs the numbers in his head of how much money I'm making, he's happy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> our parents just... They want us, they want to know that we're free from suffering and we're living comfortably and we're, you know, because especially my mum and dad come from really like humble backgrounds where there wasn't a lot of money and they they got to a position in their careers where we never wanted for anything. You know, I had a very like privileged upbringing and so you can look back with hindsight and compassion when you think most of the time people, especially if they're, like you say, you don't want to not care what anyone thinks. The people who you do care what they think is because you know that they love you and they want the best for you. And so at that time, he just thought that what I was doing was not best for me. (laughs) That's why he Mm -hmm. had that opinion. But now he sees it. He's like, oh, wow. Like, okay, now I get it. And he's probably, yeah, he's probably really glad I didn't listen to him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I had a very similar experience with, with my dad of him, you know, recommending something or being very stern on something because he, he authentically genuinely thought that that was what was best for me not because he was trying to be strict and have all these rules and make me be someone who it was not, but like that was what he thought would be best for me. And so it did come from a place of deep care and also like times change, people change, things change. And yeah, I think it's such an evolution where you can start to, you know, be your authentic self and step away from whether it's family or societal norms or expectations and then still be able to to be in relationship with those people in your life. Like it doesn't mean they have to like be cut out of your life, right? So yeah. yeah. Um that nonviolent communication that I mentioned as well is really good for that. If anyone listening struggles with boundaries and that those conversations, because you can lovingly like hold someone's disagreement or disappointment and still uphold the boundary. Like those two things aren't, they they can come together and be as one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've heard of nonviolent communication. I've 
heard a little bit about it. And I have some friends who are running some workshops here in Asheville actually around it. So you're inspiring me to, to check it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Having a tool is, is really helpful for that. So what do you feel like really stops women from, you know, actually putting themselves first, whether that's making time for themselves or whether that is, you know, doing the things that they want to do or that feel right for them? What are the main things that you see with your clients that are some blocks or fears that come up? Yeah, fear of judgment is probably the number one whether it be fear of judgment, like we've said, disappointing a close a close loved one, fear of judgment, because I, I'd work with a lot of women in business, fear of judgment, putting themselves out there on social media and really like, ooh, like a mutual friend or someone from high school or someone from their old workplace is going to see it so many women struggle with like this debilitating fear of 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 what other people think um that stops so many so many of my clients like well before they come to work with me <laughs> taking a- like taking action and really moving on the things that that they want to do and are going to make them happy I would say the others are fear of failure and fear of success which often come hand in hand because we're scared of trying something and failing but we're actually also scared of having like we're also scared that life could be amazing because when life is like oh my god is it really this good people get scared of whether they're allowed for their life to be that good or what is it going to take to maintain that Mm -hmm. or what if they lose it and again like if I'm really successful then what if I'm judged like people will think I'm greedy because suddenly like I'm you know I've got this promotion or this is my business or look at me and my sexy husband in our house like People are so hyper, I think women especially are so hyper aware of like how we are perceived by other people that we always want to keep this facade of like good girl, palatable, likable, acceptable, that those fears like come together to get in their own way when it comes to really building a life that they love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of the same in in my practice. And, and I think even just being a woman on my own journey too, is like that, those same things, fear of judgment, fear of failure, fear of success, imposter syndrome, unworthiness, like these, these patterns are so prevalent. And the beautiful thing is once you can be aware of them and then also have the tools to be able to shift them it is possible to completely reprogram these beliefs. And I know that that's exactly what, what you do. And so a woman has started to put herself first when she has, when she's in a place where her fears aren't running the show and she is being her authentic self. 
I know the next step that you talk about is then like manifesting. And so what is possible for, for a woman who, who is putting herself first and who is living in her truth? Mm, Yeah. So when you live in your truth and you know what you want, like you have a, like a high standard of what you are willing to, I always think of it like your standard for what you are available for is raised. That is such magnetic energy when it comes to manifestation because so much of manifestation is worthiness. So much of the law of attraction and your like point of attraction is what are you a match for? What are you available for? Because if I'm looking up here thinking, oh, like, I wish I could be someone who could live in this house or have this drill or earn this money or whatever. I'm making myself separate from it. Whereas if I'm deeply like grounded in this sense of self-worth and like, no, like I am a badass bitch. I get anything I want. I love my life. I deserve everything I desire. You would then you then become a match for experiences and opportunities that mirror that mirror that value, mirror that belief. And so for manifestation, yeah, putting yourself first is so important. And the like amazing part of it is when you're doing the inner work, the manifestation just begins happening almost as a byproduct of that. Because when you've got that high standard, like high standard opportunities will come into your life, you know, high standard people, like high standard money, you know, whatever you desire to bring in, like will will begin coming in as a result of that. Mm, yeah, amazing. So powerful. And, and yeah, it really is about becoming a vibrational match and an energetic match, which all stems back to, like you said, your thoughts, your beliefs, and what you believe is possible for you too. So yeah, I love how all of those tie in together and the work that you do is so powerful with your clients. I know that you hold such a beautiful space for women and yeah, really, really are that place for supporting women to put themselves first and to manifest the life that they love. So thank you for for sharing with us today. And I'd love to, um, for you to share, where can our listeners continue getting more cat in their life? Where can they find you? (laughs) Thank you so much, Amy. I love you. So the best places to find me, if you love podcasts, my podcast, Put Yourself First, comes out every Monday literally released an episode every Monday for four years like that podcast is my (laughs) child so there is hours and hours of content in there for you to for you to dive in so if you are interested in connecting with me you can find me on Instagram at cat underscore horrocks and my website is also cathorrocks.com So if you head over there or come and say hi on Instagram, you can find out about what I have to offer. I have a business group program. I have an amazing membership community and I also offer one-to-one coaching too. So it's really about 
what is going to serve you most on your journey. I have, you know, something for every woman basically. So yeah, I would love to have you over on Instagram. And if you are listening and coming from Amy's podcast, just drop me a DM and say hi. Mm, Amazing. Thanks again. And we'll drop all of those links in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in today. If you found value from this conversation, I invite you to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. You can tag me at Amy Natalie Co. I always love hearing from you. Send me a message. Let me know your takeaways. Also, I have a beautiful free gift for you. If you have not already downloaded the Empowered Feminine Morning Ritual, it is a 20 minute audio guide for you to listen to in the morning to start your day feeling empowered and embodied. You can find the link for that recording in the show notes. And lastly, if you are a regular listener here and you enjoy this podcast, I invite you to leave a rating and a review. This is the best way to support this podcast in reaching more women around the world. To leave a rating and a review, you can scroll down on the podcast app on Apple Podcasts or on iTunes and leave Leave a quick review to share what you love most about this podcast and how it has impacted your life. Thanks again for being here and we'll see you next Monday for another episode of The Feminine Frequency. Frequency.